This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Ryback Show. I am your host, the big guy, Ryback. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, after a two to three week break here due to technical difficulties streaming uh, with the Ethernet cable, but we appear to be all right and back up and running. It's good to see everybody. A lot of really cool things happening here we're going to talk about today, as well as take your calls here on X Spaces at Ryback here on YouTube at Ryback TV. We are live. We're supposed to be live on Instagram, but we are experiencing technical difficulties, and I don't know why it's popping in and out. The Wi-Fi, we've had some Wi-Fi issues as we've had back a couple years back. We had the Wi-Fi issues as well, and I do not know why. There's something going on in Vegas, but we're going to make do with it as far as on IG. I apologize, guys. Swing on over to Ryback TV on YouTube, Twitch at Ryback Rules. We are on X, also just Twitter at Ryback the live video feed as well, guys. But the People's Podcast, Health, Fitness, Supplementation, Sports, Pro Wrestling, and anything and everything in between right here, guys, on X Spaces is the place at Ryback. You want to call in? You want to be a part of this show? X Spaces at Ryback. We are not on TikTok. We are not going to try to chance anything uh, with that platform, with the uh, language barriers and different things, the restrictions, and taking calls. It is a risky, risky thing. The good news is, guys, Elon put out uh, weeks ago to contact the at premium X account for account issues. And I did just that. And I was not getting, they got back to me finally. They were not, uh, they acknowledged that there was an issue. Seven and a half years of being wrongfully suppressed and restricted. And um, it kept going back and forth. And then I just pleaded with them to please turn this over to the engineers, to Elon, to make him aware anything. Uh, because this has just gone on for too long. They've told me that this was temporary over and over and over again, even though I had done nothing wrong. I violated no rules. I'm, I'm the owner. I'm the trademark owner. WWE had no way, shape, or form to anything to do with my social media account other than them trying to get me to hand them over with an NDA in 2016, which they got declined. 
This is when all my accounts got suppressed and when my Twitter account specifically got really bad and I lost contact with almost all my followers on there. Well, as you've seen the last several days, that is no longer. I now have multiple posts with over millions, one almost at 2 million, another one over a million, another one approaching a million, and then hundreds of thousands of impressions on just regular tweets with this that I had not been able to get for seven and a half years. And um, I told you the truth always wins. It is going to continue to win. And now we are going to continue to to fight this and get YouTube at my Ryback TV fixed with everything and all the corruption over here and what they're doing to limit my ad revenue and to hurt me from being seen and to try to hurt my brand and my business in which WWE and Vince McMahon tried to destroy me. They've lost and the truth is going to keep fucking winning and we are not stopping and we're going to put pressure on YouTube. We're going to get this fixed and we're going to keep killing it and we're going to keep winning and there ain't a motherfucker alive who's going to stop me. And that's that. Guys, we're going to end this uh, Instagram feed. The, the IG, the Wi-Fi is just not working. Come over to Ryback TV, guys. I can't deal with it going in and out while I'm trying to focus on this show. Good to see everybody over here on YouTube, though, uh, with everything, guys. Good to see everyone on X Spaces. We'll see what we got going on today here with the show. Good to see Justin Hall Lasagna Man in the house as well. Let's, uh, the big news, obviously, Sam Punk has returned to WWE with everything. I did go back and watch a part of that as I was on TikTok battles at my, the big guy Ryback 22 account during the show. And uh, so I did not see any of that, but I did go back and watch uh, and saw that. So I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say or what you guys think with everything going on on that. Obviously, too, the other thing uh, making the rounds is the... <laughs> The fucking idiot marks the uh, the 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 retirement deal where I once again and I told you guys this on on my Ryback TV and TikTok battles and everything as I did it again feed me more nutrition Black Friday sale which by the way forgot to do my plugs up front this entire show is brought to you by feed me more nutrition my premium supplement line sweetened with stevia and mung fruit no harmful artificial sweeteners or colors for all people men and women he she and the feedmemore.com. 30% off right now, guys, till the last day of November, Black Friday 3-0, Black Friday 30, 30% off feedmemore.com. Also giving you a bottle bottle of my free GTS trademarked go to sleep, guys. Trademarked and owned by the big guy Ryback. GTS go to sleep. Free bottle with all orders, guys, and a free Feed Me More Nutrition beanie with 30% off Black Friday 30, Black Friday 3-0, feedmemore.com now. All Ryback merch included on that. But I put out a Black Friday, again, like the retirement polls, the controversial marketing that we've talked about over and over and over. And hook, line, and sinker, once again, just simply said that with CM Punk returns, and I did not say to where, but again, we know that everyone's going to think that I assume I'm meaning Survivor Series, but I don't specifically point out which one, which collision was the same night. I met AEW collision with it, and he did not return to that, so I don't have to retire. I got millions of impressions across the board for me and feed me more nutrition. And again, I remind you guys, I don't give a shit about the fucking idiots. The idiots we use to our advantage to make more money. The idiots retire, retire, retire. Oh, you went back on your worth. Uh. We don't give a fuck about those people. We just care about the good people, the people that want to better themselves. Oh, I liked Ryback. Oh, he's cool. He has a supplement line. And we increase our business. We help more people. We win with it. And then the idiots that hate us anyways, that are fucking miserable losers are going to continue to be fucking idiot, miserable losers. Okay. I've explained this from day one. Why did I include retire in every one of my goddamn fucking retirement polls? Because that's the hook, line, and sinker. Why did I have a fucking marketing fucking tag in every one with the promotion and, and a discount? 
uh, use your head. Use your head with this. These people can't, they think they're getting me with this and they're not. We're getting them and it's a beautiful fucking thing. So we got them again on this. Now we got the idiots that are going to keep telling me to retire once again and they're going to boost me up in the algorithms on everything and you're seeing it happen across the board on everything. So we'll talk about that if you have any more specific questions or that you're fucking upset that I'm not retiring when I'm not even cleared to begin with and haven't wrestled in fucking years with it. But let's, you know, let's go ahead. We'll talk about it if you've got any specific questions. All right. Let's see our first caller here on uh, X Spaces, see what's going on. We've got Russellverse here. Russellverse. God, I hope you're not a fucking Mark account. What's up? You've got to hit the, you've got to, you got to undo the mute button. That red speaker, the bottom left, you got to make it purple, not red. Just push your finger on it. Okay. Russellverse has not figured out how to speak. Maybe at another fucking time, brother, no worries. No worries. I know this technology stuff gets us all. We'll go ahead and go uh, Raiden Row Wrestling. Let's see. Try uh, guess number two today. What's up, guys? Good to see everyone. X on two YouTube guys. Uh, the super chats are appreciated and brought up on the screen as well, guys, during the show. I'm going to actually take a super chat since we're we're waiting for Raiden here. Uh, Davey Van Bruegel says, do you think Seth's reaction was real or scripted? What the fuck do you think, Davey? What do you think? Do you think just everything is just, just that? You just think there's just physical actors just all of a sudden just shooting out there and just so easily held back by Michael Cole? Do you think Michael Cole could legitimately hold back Seth Rollins if he wanted? Come on, Davey. Use your fucking brain. Great, a great fucking question, though. Thank you for the super chat. Do I think it was... Uh, Jesus fucking Christ, guys. That's what you paid me to fucking ask me? God damn it. I want you guys to be so much better. I want you to be better human beings. You don't think that it's probably going to be the first fucking angle with Rollins and Punk? You think just, just fucking Seth is over there? Fuck you and blah, 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 blah. Getting held back by Michael, 70-year-old Michael Cole? Or however fucking old Michael Cole is these days? God. I'm the only one that's going to tell you guys straight. The other fucking wrestling, the shitty market, the, the fucking idiot busted open guys, they're going to play along with you. Oh, you know, I, it's very interesting. I don't know what's going through Seth's head out there. You know, it could be real life heat going on between the, you know, I'm just going to tell you it's a fucking stupid, you know, no, no, there's no such thing as stupid questions. Only <laughs> stupid people. Let's go. Who's next? As Billy boy would say. Oh, Ricky Billy. Let's see, Ricky Billy. Ricky Billy, welcome to the Ryback Show. Please be normal. Okay, Ricky. Ricky is not coming on. We're we're doing great over here today, guys. Fuck. All right, we're gonna go back to Raiden. Raiden wants another shot at this. If at first you don't succeed, try, try, try again. Aaliyah, great fucking singer. Rest rest in peace. Raiden, are you there? It says you're on. 
Hello, Raiden. Okay. Fuck, apparently this is everyone's first day at the office today. Took two weeks off, guys. I think we missed three. Three weeks. I apologize. And act like we fucking haven't done this show for seven and a half years. Okay, who's this? He's got pictures of wrestlers in his account. This should be good. Oh, Mike's on the line. We're going to take Mike. You're next. I know you know how to do this. Fuck, we're 0 for 4. That guy, Mike, I, we saving the show today. Unless X Basis doesn't let me talk to people. Hey, I'm glad to hear you got everything straightened out with Twitter. That's awesome. Good for you. Thank you, Mike. Good to hear your voice. And uh, thank God we're 0 for 4 taking calls today. So, <laughs> so I'm not going to keep you. And I just wanted to say, um, did you read how Drew left the building on Saturday night? I did not. I did see something on Twitter with a promo or something. I did not look into it, though. What happened? So that was from, I want to say that was from a live event last night that he kind of touched on what got out there. But so I've said this to you, and I feel I'm 99% sure at this point that Drew himself is directly talking to all the reporters because the report came out before Survivor Series. The more I think about it, it was an attempt to put pressure on WWE because he's in right or wrong, and I think he does have a case. I think he doesn't want to leave WWE. I think that whether it's pay, whether it's less dates, he's trying to find some area they compromise on. And they're either telling him, like they've told you certain things before about your merchandise being on a boat, which we know is a lie, just yeah. to get you out of the room. They're lying to him about what they can or can't pay him. And here comes Punk. Yep. Now, he apparently was told that before they went out for the main event that he was going to be showing up to the end. But I think this is a case where if you read the story, if you have time later to go read what he told Mike Johnson, and I believe he told this directly to Mike Johnson, Drew's talking about his uh, wife's sister dying. And it's a big family issue because he wants to live back in Scotland. Yep. And he's, and it sounds like it's a smoke signal being put out to Tony after Will Ospreay, we know is allowed to live in England he doesn't want to live in the States, and he got that in his deal. He doesn't have to move. Yep. And I think that you're seeing now, we continue to see talent looking at how Tony is reshaping how the business can be done, and if terms can be met. I think he's – it just sounds like to me, if you emotionally leave the building like he did on Saturday, very angry, he wanted management to see how angry he was. He doesn't want to leave – but it's getting more and more to the point where he looks like it looks like that might be a reality. I mean, the money's probably there. And if he can live back where he wants to live, why not do it? But I, I would just say, and um, I really think the CM Punk move is about it, it's about they want to kill AEW because they're sick of the negotiating table. 100 percent. Just so that is WWE. Yeah. They will always eat shit if it's for a bigger cause. And it's That's the, right. they are eating shit with Punk, even though Punk probably apologized. They're eating shit to get back at AEW to try to Kill that him. is their number yeah. one motive right now. Just yes. you're spot on. Yeah, and I think the long-term plan, and it's a two-pronged plan. It's either okay, we put Raw or SmackDown on TBS or TNT, which gets Tony off the network, or if Tony remains on the network, we're the big brother, we're gonna little brother him, and eventually They'll look at it as, okay, Warner Media is going to promote us more. Eventually, we'll minimize them to the point where they're not competing with us. And it's all about perception. And yep. so the other thing would be if they can't get on Warner Media, they're going to put Raw or SmackDown, whether that's on Amazon or whether that's on another channel. They will go directly head-to-head -head with Raw or SmackDown, not NXT. 
they are I'm of the belief they're really sick of guys like Will Ospreay and whatever happened with Jay White because Jay White wanted to go to WWE and I don't know a lot of people think it was the hiring freeze which I don't entirely believe because Logan Paul got a multi-million dollar deal during that time it doesn't make sense to me but Jay White wanted to go there and something happened on WWE management's end where yeah, the, whether it was bad communication or whatever, he ended up going to AEW. Yeah. They don't like, you know this, they don't like the perception of somebody else being prettier at the dance. They don't like that. Yeah. And they want to kill all the negotiation power of all their top earners because what's going to happen, and, and a lot of people don't remember this, when Turner went under with WCW, Jericho, I believe, was one of the contracts they went to and ripped it in half and yeah. gave less because he, he had no leverage. Yeah. And that's, and I say this all the time. Look, I, I don't like I, when I was watching Survivor Series set, and I watch everything. I like AEW better, but I, I do watch everything. When I was watching the end of the show and Punk came on, there was no excitement for me as a fan other than, yes, there's, I want to see him and Cody. There's a few matches I want to see. Yeah. But the way he conducted himself sitting next to Tony at that press conference, when this man ended a monopoly, and I care about this. I, I love this industry, and I have so much respect for people like you, everybody that's done this, the pain you guys are in to yeah. entertain, and it's important that you guys have another option. Not Look, all due respect to TNA or New Japan. They're not other you options, got, though, in the big picture. Yeah, they're, It's a good alternative, but not. Yeah. they're not They're not head-to-head. They're not in the same playing field. Not level, even in yeah. the same stratosphere. You need to be able to have somebody out there that is the same money, and can meet your terms in a yes. different way, whatever that is. I mean, look at look. And Edge is Edge is careful with what he says, not to Christian's extent. Christian is so careful, but when Edge said at the press conference after he debuted, he kept using the word "free," looking like a kid. He was so yeah. happy to not be told. I'd imagine fifty instructions from directors, creative people, just go and do it. Like th- this is this needs to survive. And I would just say before I let you go, it's important that Tony gets this deal done with Warner I as agree. soon as possible. Because this is not – you nailed it exactly. They're happy to eat shit for a bigger cause, which is we don't want anyone negotiating with anyone else but us, so fuck you and take it. That's the whole – Yeah, like, and look, Punk too, and I will tell you, I think Punk – I think Punk – and I know Punk Punk, essentially bitched out and, and ate shit to go back to. But Punk, Punk is so deceiving, and he's looking at it, and I just know this guy from the bullshit that he's done – He's looking at, I'm going to eat shit, but he's going to slowly try to get his power back. And he's going to, he knows how to play the game in there as far as being a shark and being very political. And like, so in his mind, all he had to do was just get back in the system and he's going to fuck. But like, I'm telling you right now, the problems are going to, they, it's a whole different playing field than when he was there before in there. And with like guys are in different levels now that were below him that have equal, if not more power and more say. And, and I just think aren't going to put up with his bullshit and aren't scared of him. I think you're going to see. I think it's only a matter of time before, like, uh, do you think P- Punk's whole jet, Punk wants to be the main event? Do you think everyone's just going to lay down and give him their spots too? Like, this is what they don't understand, and he's going to get all this money, probably whatever money, and people aren't getting. There's going to like the McIntyres, and like it's going to create more fucking problems than they could ever imagine. But they kind of like that drama there too, though. In all honesty, WWE they always have, and Vince loves that uneasy uneasiness, and even though he's not directly involved. It's still the same, all the same people under him that were there. So it's a fascinating business dynamic because, look, I mean, what this is as far as WWE's business, they were seeing slowly ticket sales in advance were plateauing. So, what do they do? They go take a guy that the fans want back, a good portion of them, and a guy that, look, let's be real about it. Um, I'm curious tonight if he's going to have to sit down with scriptwriters or if they are going to trust him 
to go out there with a live mic with largely no parameters. I'm interested in that. And I'm interested in, look, is he going to go after Tony, who has the footage of Wembley of him trying to assault him backstage? He has that footage. And Tony, by all accounts, does not want to be an asshole. But this is what I was going to tell you, too. And I, look, I love and respect Matt Hardy greatly. I don't know if you see him on Twitter. but Love Matt. He's, he's one of my favorite Matt. people. We follow right. each other, and he's always been. Yeah. He treats yeah, me yeah, so I, good, man. Yeah, I, I believe it. And I respect Matt Hardy very Same. much. But he passive, and again, I hate saying this, but he passive aggressively is trying to make the case to be on weekly TV. And the reality is at this point, if you're Tony and you're reacting, because look, you have to react in some way, whether that's making your product better, whether it's whatever it is. Yeah. He has to start looking at this as, look, I've paid people through the pandemic. I have gone above and beyond to placate people's egos. There's even the story out there that they don't want to ask Miro to do jobs. And it's like, look. I just saw that, yeah. And I, I can believe that he, look, he's on a long-term deal. If he's eyeing out the door of going back when he's up, okay, he has, what, two or three years left? Like, that, you have to, the concern I have, yes, this is obviously a good man that wants to do right by everybody. Yeah. But you are, you are looking dead in the eyes of a shark out there. He's fighting the devil. It with WWE, yeah. this is what I'm, and I know that I'm telling you, you're fighting yeah. the devil. And I, and I explained this to my girlfriend in which I go, I have a, a picture of Spider-Man 3 on my wall by my door with the red and black Spider-Man. Because she asked me, she goes, why do you have that in your house? And I said, I go, when I left WWE, I said, I got that. And I, I hung it up because I go, it's one of my favorite things. I go, with Spider-Man, I go, because in order, he had to put on the black Venom suit temporarily in order to defeat evil. And I said, that's what I've had to do to defeat WWE. And I go, but the, the goal is you go back to the red suit, though, and you keep fighting the greater, the greater for the greater good. Yeah. I said, I go, but that's what you have to do when you fight evil. Evil cannot be negotiated or bargained with. They don't play by the rules. And that, that's been the biggest flaw of people in the past is they try to fight evil with good and it does not work. You have to throw on that black suit occasionally. You always go back to the red, but you can't be afraid to throw that black suit on to defeat them. And that's what I had to do. And that's what I did. Now with that, Tony, and we talked about this and I'm telling you from yeah. people that I know there, Tony, and from everything I understand, he does not want to take real life issues and put them on TV. He's, he keeps away from that. And that is the biggest mistake I believe you could make in this profession, especially in this era where controversy, Eric Bischoff said it best, controversy creates cash. Creates cash. And you, yep. and they have, they have, they have their fair share of controversy and, and that, that, that could create the best angles and the best product. And they're not doing it. Tony could be a fucking great heel TV persona, better than Vince McMahon, in my opinion, if he actually, or, or he, I shouldn't say better, in his own way, I think he could be equally as intriguing and as entertaining with that in today's era if he were to put himself on TV and take advantage of a lot of the shit he gets as well and play up on that. And like, I, I think that they're missing out on various things that could put them past WWE. Now, I'm not there. It's not my company, not my business. Right. So, but- I do think at some point, like you're getting, you have the names over there, right? They have the talent pool over there. I think two things. I think you got to get the production equal or better than WWE on all fronts. And you got to fucking let people just go out. You got to fucking have at it. You got to fucking get the creative fucking on point. You've got that. You've got the pieces. You've got the money. Now you got to fucking, you got to, you got to alter what's gone on the last four years and you got to mix it up and you got to fucking guys have to shoot guys. It's like, I don't, I'm telling you this might, Fuck everyone in the wrestling business. I don't give a fuck about anyone anymore with this. You got to have guys. You got to go out there and go fucking make money. 
I'll get along with everyone. I'm going to fucking get in fights. I'm going to go out there and get as over as I can. You need everyone to want to go get as over as they can and go make money. But you're professionals at the end of the day. And you, if you sign a regular contract, and this goes out to Miro too. If you signed a fucking contract, and I don't know how true or not true this is, but this, and I get it. We all want to protect ourselves. I always did whatever that was asked me because I signed that contract with that. And I never got a finish change. I always did what was asked. No matter what you want to fucking believe or anybody. And the, and the history shows that throughout my career, different times, no matter how hot I was or whatnot with that. If you signed a fucking three or five year deal and you don't have anything in there of creative control or anything, and you're in, 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 they're asking you to put other people over and you're not, fuck you then. They should fire them and get rid of them. If that, and that's, I don't give a fuck. With that, and that's anybody that if you go talk to them, but if you're not on TV because of that, I don't know how true that is or not true. But any, this isn't just a mirror, this is any talent. If you right. sign the contract, Tony's in charge. If you're not doing business or this and that, get rid of them, fucking cut them out there. Now, if you got a contract and it's negotiated in, great, smart talent right there with that. But if that's the fucking deal going on, they just nip it in the butt, get rid of it, <clears throat> and then focus on the product. But or fucking make an issue of it and put it on TV. Let him go out there and go fucking cut a shoot promo how he really feels. But book him every fucking week on TV. This is the shit. They've got all these guys over there. They've got fucking Wardlow and these guys that were fucking hot. They're not on TV every week. I don't know what the fuck's going on with all of it. But they got to get their shit together if they're going to compete with WWE. And you I need agree. fucking guys going out there. You need You can't. In that fuck. And people being nice. And like, this isn't the friends business. That's why UFC and everything is kicking all their fucking asses because the guys can go say what they want and pay it off with a real fight. Wrestling, though, everyone's trying to be buddy-buddy. Everybody's too scared to fucking, oh, I go give you this move, you give me this move, and we'll both look fucking good. No, when I was out there getting over, I fucking ate everybody up. You got to eat, and I know that because that was taught to me. You go eat their fucking ass up out there and fucking get over. But so many guys are afraid of being nice or getting heat backstage. I'm telling you, fuck it all. You need more fucking drama. You need fucking guys to go out there and get over, but you need to be professional in the back and you need to be professional within the realms of what your role is for each match with it. And I want them to succeed more than anything, but they've got to mix up a few things. And we're going to be, it's yeah. going to be interesting with Punk and WWE because I, I just think it's a matter of time. He is not a changed man. He has not been in prison and been, been rehabilitated. He is 0-2 UFC CM Punk with a chip on his shoulder, and he's a bigger bitch than he's ever been, and he's going to manipulate and lie and try to trick more people. All he wants in WWE, he's going to try everything in his power to get that one main event WrestleMania match, and he'll fucking bounce. He's going to try to, I'm telling you, that's all that's eating away at his fucking little, uh, whatever, what does he call himself? Uh, the, the voice of the voiceless. The voice of the voiceless, but what's the fucking thing he used to call himself? Psychopath or whatever the fuck. That, that, that little psychopath, all he cares about is getting that little thing and then he's happy in his life, so. I was going to tell you the one thing that I think is out there. Um, so Sean Ross Sapp, wait, I'm pretty sure you know this, He's he runs Fightful and he is okay. this the most reputable reporter. He, for some reason, around early October, now he's framing this as, a, as what he thinks, but I, I'm pretty sure he's been told this. And I don't know if Becky is an agent. I'd imagine Becky is an agent. This is the game that's being played. Becky wants $4 million per year when her deal is up in... And I don't see any chance that the WWE sets a precedence for someone her age no. and gives her that money per year because Bianca's coming up soon. You're, you can't do that. So this is what I think is going on. I think that at minimum, I can't, I don't know. I shouldn't say can't see it happening. Edge went over there. You never know. But I can see her trying to put out there into the universe to see if Tony 
we'll give her that money because then Seth Seth is available. The, the angle you're talking about that could come into fruition, Moxley and Rollins in an AEW ring on a microphone. Yeah. That's the, that's, that is, that is what you should be looking at. You should be trying to put feelers out there to say, I'll pay your household a combined $8 million a year. Plus you two barely have to work. Plus you two get to rest your body. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Tony too. And just so you know, in this, with this, cause the talent, the talent deserve the money that they're asking for is not on. This is not unreasonable. Like WWE, this, it's actually very low in the grand scheme of things of what their brands are probably making the business. Um, but WWE is, this is, they try to avoid this at all costs because they're afraid of the information. This is why they don't make a lot of the things public with what people make. They try to hide this stuff and they don't really let you know a lot of the talents. Like they, a lot of the talents can get an idea of what they're making the company on their, on their uh, merch royalties. If they look at specific things for individual items, they can kind of get an idea of what they're making. If they take a look at them or bring them to an accountant and go, can you tell me what I make in this company per year, roughly with, within these figures? And, and they, they should all do that and get that. So they have an idea of they're making, Oh, you're making the WWE 75 million per year or 50 million per year, and they're only paying you 2 million per year or 1 million per year or 500,000 per year. You know how much you're getting fucked on all of this and talent. And they don't want talent doing this. And I've talked about this. Tony has to be careful, though, of not just trying to give talent the amount of money. If, if, but if you can do that, but if they can really, really tighten up their, their merchandise aspect of things and where they're, and become as profitable on the merchandise as WWE is. Cause I think WWE is superior in that end. It, easily, easily. Yes. And, I, yeah. and that, so WWE can afford to give talent and money. They're just not Tony. I don't know if they can, or if it, if it, I don't, cause I don't know their financials and they're a private company with that, but if they can improve some things and, and increase the production and the merch aspect and get better marketing deals and then steal this talent away, then I think it's a win-win, but I do think they have to fix their production with everything, and they got it. They've got to fix the creative aspect of consistency and getting the talents on TV every week. Yeah, and look, I know, and I was saying this earlier, just to to, to bookend this part about Matt, and I have nothing but respect for Matt Hardy. I've enjoyed all the entertainment he's given. He seemingly is trying to pressure Tony through social media. It's going to the Bucks isn't working because he seems to want to be on TV weekly. Yeah, it's like respect and i say this i keep saying the word respect because i do and i hate saying this but i call it like i see it anyone that's seen man to ring at this point it's uncomfortable and it's uncomfortable to the point where when you have the talent you have available and i think swerve is the guy that's going to be the kingmaker i think swerve is the guy that maybe yep. can get business red hot for them i really do i think that's the move that is the move you go with him he wants that guy desperately just so you were talking about that guy know he's in the fashion business he's in the music business He's probably going to get into acting at some point. Yep. He wants the world, and the world's going to come back to him. He wants it. But guys like Matt Hardy at this point, Colt Cabana, and I know you you have a good relationship with Cabana today, but the Young Bucks want to bring Colt Cabana back on TV when they come back. And the last time they put Cabana on TV, Jericho did a jerk-off thing where he wanted to get back at Punk at, at the expense of business, and Jericho had a match with Cabana that lost 200,000 viewers. Okay. You can't do that shit anymore. To what you were just saying about being nice and everything like that, they have to understand – with the moves that WWE is making or preparing to make to put them out of business within not even the next two years, within the next year. Yeah. They are trying to put them under so they can go to every big contract. And Cody's going to be one of the first. If Cody's making 4 million a year, he's going to be making 1 million a year. If AEW goes away. Yeah. Oh, everyone's going to be making less. It's going to go back to all the manipulation. And this goes back again to when I left and I started speaking the truth and they silenced me everywhere. They, they, they will do what they will do anything to win with this and they're they're gonna they're gonna they these, these they they are fucking evil 
Mike, and they're gonna they are they are fucking with AEW in many ways that a lot of us probably can't even see with that that yeah. you're kind of touching on backs with the like, yeah. but with arenas and all sorts of different things and TV deals, they are fucking evil and they are gonna do everything in their power because if they go away or they fucking fail with that, everybody's fucked from a contract. Everything goes back to the way it was with all of this. Yeah, yeah, and you have a whole industry that falls on its ass. That's why look. There's been a again the CM Punk fans. Look, I'm a fan of the performer at this point. I'm not a fan of the man because I I feel like I see through him at this point yeah. after that. Performance. And look, you can have all the frustrations you want with your coworkers, and that whole thing shouldn't have happened. And look, leadership's an issue over there too. You can't be afraid. Let's just say if it is true that Miro is uncomfortable doing jobs, you're under a fucking contract. Yeah, and this isn't real. You've said it, and you're you're more entertaining about it than I am when you talk about that. This is not real. This yeah. is entertainment. We are we are actors. We are out there doing a job, and you you outlined it better than anybody. That, that is just that it. You, you, that's not sustainable. That's not sustainable. no. And too, like if you're not on the, the guy's not on TV, so there's a reason why he's not on TV. Right. So that which leads that makes it kind of seem like well maybe there's some truth to what's being talked about. But I think is it. But maybe if you fucking showed up with a better attitude and, and fucking put some people over and worked hard and got yourself over, then you'd be on TV every week. Maybe not. I don't know with it. Right. But sitting at home, you ain't, and you're not fucking using social media to your advantage. You're not hustling, getting over on social media. You haven't done shit since leaving WWE to it. Fucking get your head out of your ass and do something. Yeah. That and I'm being straight up with that. That's the yeah. shit. The conversations that need to be had with that and from the fucking the the people that are in charge there with the talent, like. If you're just sitting at home fucking jerking off all fucking day, not doing anything, you don't want to put people over and fucking you're not on our TV show and you want to show up and talk about whatever the fucking God bullshit and the backstage thing for fucking two years without like anything. Like I don't know what else to tell you. Like No, no, but I, I was going to ask you one more thing because I want to be respectful of anyone else that wants to come on. But what's your gut say about Drew? So Freddie Prince Jr. said he might be wrong about this part of it. He seems to think he's up in January it sounds like he might be up closer to March based okay. on what Mike Johnson said. And I'm, I'm assuming Mike Johnson's directly speaking to Drew. So let's just say he's up in March. And if you saw how Saturday went, I was very surprised. They're not jobbing Drew out. Now, he did a job to Walter at SummerSlam. He did a job to Drew to set that. They turned him heel, though. And that's always indicative of what they're when they turn you heel like yes. that. They, they turn you heel and they'll beat you on the way out, especially if they're trying. Like Hunter, Hunter's a little bit better. This is my take from what I've seen right. with like. Hunter got involved with Moxley and helped and where that because where Vince was Vince was more evil where Vince will just try to fucking destroy you with well, it. Want Nia Jax to beat um, yeah Moxley yeah, day. but I think Hunter got involved in Moxley because Hunter was involved with the Shield heavily in protecting them, and so I feel like the, Hunter's a little bit better of letting guys leave of like okay do some jobs but we'll turn you heel we're not going to completely bury you on the way out like we'll save face and but but do good business. And I feel like that has already begun by turning Drew heel, that that is probably what's going on with everything. You look at me when I didn't sign my contract, what they do, they turn me heel with that. And But I, I just fucking bounced before. Yeah. And that was, but that, this is what they do. They'll turn you heel if you don't sign the contract and then they'll start jobbing you out. Now, the, I think Hunter does it better than Vince, that Hunter's not going to completely fucking bury people to where like they get completely embarrassed where Vince, like you said, Vince wanted Nia to beat Demoxley. He wanted to embarrass me before. He's he's he'll fucking he is cutthroat with that. Hunter is looking at the big picture like this guy could be back. We don't want this guy to not want to be gone forever, sort of thing. So yeah, and I'll never forget this is a side. I mentioned this before. I'll never forget looking at that weightlifting belt 
on the pre-show. <laughs> I was honestly laughing my ball because I thought that was the funniest goddamn. I'm just laughing my ass up. I said pre-shows because that was you saying pretty much. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to wear this out here because yeah. you care. And then you, t- I think you told the story that Vince was yelling at the referee to tell you to get rid of the belt or whatever. That is so good. And I told him to fuck off out there. It was fucking so great. I left it on, and I told him, I go, "You tell him to fuck." I go, "You tell him to fuck off." Him and Kevin Dunn were yelling the whole time in the ref. John Cone, who I have a lot of respect for, was the ref. And I felt bad that John Cone had to get caught in the middle of that. But I was, I was eating that shit up because that was the best reactions of the whole night for the show. So. Well, Moxley said what they do is they go after the middleman to make the lead participant feel bad about stepping out of line. Where, like Moxley said, if he went out there and didn't deliver every line that they wrote down for him, which is, you know, at the end, that that's what made him leave the company. They made him look like a fucking moron. Yeah. And they'll go after the person that's supposed to be, you know, making sure you're going over every line and you understand what to do. And that's how they keep control over there. They don't necessarily yell at you. Yeah, no, the agents. I and I dealt with that with uh, with Scott Armstrong, who's actually a really great guy. Oh, I always got along with really well. I had a situation. This was with the one where V and Vince got into it. Uh, but this is before the last match with Kalisto. They uh, we we were not. I wasn't being used on TV every week, and they had me go out. And he wanted me to get in. I think it was in Brooklyn, and it, 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 for a TV in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center. And Kalisto was in the ring after his match and my music hit and I had to go out. And I think I was out earlier on the show already. So they had me go back out and then get in his face. And Vince just wanted me staring at him and not saying or doing anything with it. And, and, but the Kalisto wasn't getting like on that point for that night and something, the crowd was pretty dead out there. So I went out and, and I wasn't healed yet, by the way, I was still, still technically baby face. And, And Vince with our conversation was, it was going to be a tweener, break it, take it character. And but they I didn't know that they were going to try to turn me fully heel. And then I, I didn't know that I was when I was going to leave exactly. So I went out there anyways and got in his face. And I started the crowd was just they didn't they were confused. They didn't know if I'm baby heel. They don't like, and so they were completely silent. And it was just it wasn't a good silence with it. And I just I was already fed up with everything. So I did the feed me more chance in Kalisto's right. face, and the entire crowd just erupted into feed me more's. I get to the back. Vince gets out of his his fucking chair, and he gets out, and, he, and I think I've, I've told you this or somebody, yeah. and he and he goes, "Are you fucking stupid?" And I just stepped right back in his face. I go, "Are you fucking stupid?" And that, and he he fucking took the gulp and went and sat back down. And he, but he yelled at Scott Armstrong really bad. And he, and it wasn't Scotty's fault. Scott didn't know that I was going to do that. And that when which and I and I and I apologized to Scott afterwards because he was always really good with me with that. But it, that's what they do. They essentially. They'll, they put the heat on those guys so that they're like, so they really put pressure on the talents. Like, look, my ass is on the line on this sort of thing. But that's so that's 100% true with how they do that. Did you hear Batista's story after uh, Linda ran for Senate where Vince stopped allowing talent to bleed? Did you hear that story with Batista? Did? No. So he cut his forehead in a cage match. And I want to say he did it very discreetly. But there was some weird camera in the arena. Ah, uh, no, I did hear this. Yeah, it was in his yeah. book, I think, too, wasn't it? Or, yeah, I think, I think so. Or yeah. a DVD or know. something, yeah. Vince fined Batista at least $100,000, if not more. And he fined Jericho and the referee 50000 apiece for being party to this. And Batista, to his credit, paid off both their fines, which I thought was really classy. Yeah, and really definitely. Cool. But, but yeah, Batista said basically, like, we're having a cage match. How is there not blood? 
but he couldn't comprehend and, and rightfully so to an extent but that's their that's their business model after linda ram but but one more thing what what's your gut say on drew uh, just knowing, I, I just, a lot of people don't understand how unhappy the talent there, they think it's like the coolest job in the world and there are cool aspects to it. The life is absolutely miserable, Mike, being on the road. It's Groundhog's Day over and over, just all the dirt sheet bullshit, all the negativity in the environment there. So is nobody's actually truly happy in WWE. Like nobody genuinely is happy to be there. That's been there for any period of time from the producers down. It's, it's not a good environment. I don't care what anyone says. Everyone there's there for the money. That's it. And their love for wrestling, but for the money, and they're getting whored out by Vince's shit schedule with that. And I think now with AEW, I think, and that you've seen Edge already leave, and Edge was as pro WWE as you could be. The fact that you've seen him leave, Christian leave, Daniel Bryan leave, that is as telling as it gets because those guys were very pro WWE. Now, if those guys are leaving, anybody is fair game to leave. And Drew's been gone already. Drew knows that there's another world outside of WWE. I think he's gone. Unless, and I don't think they're going to. And I don't think the punk stuff is going to help. My gut feeling is, is he's going to be gone. I, I would be shocked if he stays, but unless they give him and just, uh, and this is talent have done it before. I think it would be a huge mistake on his end. If he just stays for the money, unless he gets the schedule he wants and everything that he wants, but they yeah. they're bringing in, they bring in punk and they, they could replace it. Like that's, that's, they have another guy there who's willing to, you know, punk is going to might, might be on his best behavior for a while, eat shit, but he's going to give them the numbers that they need. And now, Drew might have lost a little, you know, bargaining power. They're like, like, they've got, you know, Randy's back. They've got guys there making the money again. And so, like, that could hurt in negotiations as well as far as what WWE wants to offer him. So, I, I think yeah. he's gone. If he, if Scott, if he wants to move home with that in the WWE, that is not, that their schedule, they don't allow for that. No. So. No. So, that's why I think if you ever had time to go read what was reported Saturday, I'm 99.9% sure no reporter is printing any kind of secondhand information about somebody's family like that. There's just no way. It's not it, It's not ethical in any way, and I can't see that. So that's why I think he's directly talking to these people because when he's asked publicly, when he does media here and there, he plays dumb about all these things that are online. Yeah. He's, and look, you can do that however you want to do it. I think it's in large part – Guys like Edge, Edge is inches away every time he's asked about all the weird comments that these assholes are making on his social media. He's inches away for calling them losers, but he catches himself. Yeah, I'll do it. They're fucking losers. Right. Yeah, everyone's, they're afraid. They need to, these people need to be called up. They're fucking, we all talk about them in the business. All They're leeches, parasites, (laughs) fucking losers, fucking lost soul marks. We all talk about them the same way. I'm just the only one with the balls to say it. And I enjoy, like, like, I'm not talking about the good fans, the pop. I'm talking about the pieces of shit. Right. Like those, and they, right. we all know who they are with things right. and how they right. conduct themselves with that. And I, I think people are too nice. People, the, the fucking business needs to stand up as a whole and say, fuck off. Just fuck off, all of you. It's, but, a, it's the way you guys provide for yourselves. And yeah. Your family. It's your way to make a living. And look, if somebody says, here, guess what? You'll work once a week, or guess what? You might work once every three weeks, and here's the same money or more. And guess what? There's no writers, so you don't have to worry about – and we're not a publicly traded company, so you're not going to have to worry about stepping on toes. If you say anything, we'll rein you in a little bit. But there's no way that people aren't considering that when they're looking at either WWE or – I make the same money or more, and I go get sent home. But one more thing, I will let you go after this, but I think if anyone gets into an altercation with Punk, it's going to be Kevin Owens. I really think if there's anybody, because you could say AJ too, because I think AJ AJ or or Kevin Owens, let's just say any, if they could ever be out of the company, they'd go right to AEW. Yeah. 
because they're both friends with the Bucks, and Kevin Owens was going to consider going there if they matched WWE's offer, which they didn't. By all accounts, Tony did not want to compete heavily for Kevin Owens, which is the only talent we know of so far that he really did not think that, okay, given who I have, I don't need to overextend myself here. But that's yeah. always an option out there. I, I don't, I can't see Punk being in the locker room and not, I just, I don't know. I, I give this six months. I mean, yeah, he's not, he's not a changed individual. He's actually worse than he's ever been because he thinks he's actually tougher now because he had a little bit of UFC training, which doesn't, it's like giving a fucking kindergarten kindergartner a little bit of training. Like it's not that it's not that threatening to the regular your regular fucking adult with it. But like he's he thinks in his head he's like he's got this chip on his shoulder, and all the guys thinks he's a pussy anyways. All the wrestlers do. We all think he's a pussy. We knew it beforehand. I'm just being honest with you, Booker. All the guys even I don't get along with the fucking talked about it. Like this guy in his head is something else with it, and he like he's very just. He has this ego where he thinks his word is the final word and he runs the entire business. And he's not just, he might be on his best behavior for a short period of time, but like it, it's only a matter of time before something. And do you think he's going to go there and just put people over like that? So do you think there's going to be issues with the talent there that have killed themselves? This is where I want everyone to realize WWE don't give a fuck about anyone with that. They will use you and, and abuse you, then throw you out. And they're just looking at the money and all these people, the men and women there, that have killed themselves for the company while Punk is gone, they will let easily let him step right back over you. And fucking, it's going to happen. And there's going to be, I just can't wait to see how it all plays out. Yeah, well, look, have a good rest of your Monday. Once again, congratulations on winning versus Twitter. Um, I've been listening to you since you were doing the stuff with Raj Geary on your YouTube channel, which I always enjoyed you. You've been consistent, even though there's morons continuing to pollute your Twitter about you not <laughs> You've been consistent. No, everything, yeah. but just so, just Mike, and just to prove, so I, you know, I talked, I provided proof with, with WWE wanted my Twitter. We can all see now, you can clearly see the impressions on my thing for the last three days. There's been a, in, in the premium account, account got back to me, something happened with my account. So clearly I was being surprised. Everything I've said, and I provided proof right. that, so who, who do you think, do you think X and Twitter was just suppressing me? Just be, Or do you think that this was tied to WWE? And do you think maybe I'm being right about my YouTube? Because I had all the numbers before and they were trying to silence me and destroy me to get rid of me or to hurt my credibility within the fans' eyes. Or have I been fucking telling the truth from day one and held my ground with all of this and I'm winning another thing now? That's what I, I just want everyone to see. We've never had this many people in the room in here on this as well. All my posts are getting seen. I've got, I've got multiple posts and millions of impressions, hundreds of thousands on regular posts that have nothing to do with wrestling or punk. So it's like, there you go with it. There's another one that I was right about, and you're going to fucking see everything I've been right about. So, Right. No, no, completely agreed. And I'm glad that, hey, you even have the documentation of the legal letter where they want anything with Ryback. Yeah. Just, just and my Twitter account at the time with that and with the NDA. And I'm telling you guys, and we were, we all know Vince is very NDA friend was very NDA happy. Well, you know, I didn't yeah. fucking blow him or fuck him, but he wanted the NDA <laughs> with all of it straight up with it. You know, I ain't Shawn Michaels or fucking whatever the fuck was going on. The bear rug yeah, with the fucking razor talked that. about, but Hey, but fuck, like I'm, I'm telling it like it is. I ain't backing down and I'm going to keep fucking winning. And I got the freedom now. I can cut fucking promos on whoever I want, whenever I want, on whatever I want. And now I'm not going to be fucking suppressed. And now we're going to see how powerful social media really is when I'm not being fucking held back. No, there you go. I can't wait to see it. I think that uh, 2024, the, uh, the, there's going to be more than one last fight. Let's just say that. But look, great talk. Mike, I want to leave you with one last yeah. thing. I want everyone to know how petty WWE is. 
WWE is so petty. They're, 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 they're the way they play the game, they would bring me back in a heartbeat to be the main event with CM Punk just to get back at CM Punk while getting back at AEW and everything. That is how they play the game with that. Everything they do, they'll fuck, they'll fucking bring Punk and fuck Punk over another way down the line. It's all a big game of fucking people over constantly. And I just want people to remember that. Yeah. Well, well, look, Tony Khan, because he beat NXT so bad, and we don't know this, all we can do is speculate, but I would imagine that was Triple H's first real kingmaker task. Go put out of business the billionaire in Jacksonville. So go put NXT against AEW and also offer Omega and the Bucks. And keep in mind, they didn't even want Cody. They wanted Kenny and the Bucks yeah. to be put on deals where if you guys aren't happy six months out, we'll release you. But the thing was... They thought if they got those three in six months' time, Tony would lose interest and not try and get a billionaire-backed organization off the ground to compete with them financially. Because that's the whole deal here. Triple H was put in a corner office by Tony because that's what Vince did. Vince yeah. fired all Triple H's guys. He tortured all the call-ups, like Killer Cross got called up and jobbed out to Jeff Hardy. That was clearly political. Yep. So you watch what happened. He wants to put this guy out of business. And by the way, they got Cody over. And by the way, Cody still hasn't fucking been WWE champion. So what do you, and here's the thing they, they will always do that. Like they'll get you, they'll get you what you want. They'll give you a little bit of money. They're doing business. They're getting back at AEW. Vince will fly to your house, but Cody, they know Cody's ultimate goal is winning that championship. But Vince knows Vince is constantly playing a game multiple ways with it until Cody wins that championship. He, I'm telling you, it is not a good deal. I would love to know, just as an aside, I'd love to know if, I don't know if you saw Cody talking about Punk's return at the press conference after the show, but no. he is, he's very political. He's very careful with what he said. He's putting the brand first, talking about everyone wants to come here, whatever. But you could kind of sort of tell he wasn't necessarily excited about this guy being in the locker No, room why would he be? He's going to get knocked down the fucking roster again. Right, yeah. Yeah, and, I, and if Punk's yeah. numbers, if Punk comes in, here's the other day. If, if Punk comes in and does Punk, and, and, and to his credit, he's always done good merch numbers. Agreed. Yeah. Like, I, I'm always going to be honest about the situation. He's, he's a bitch. He's full of drama, but he, he fucking sells merch with it, yeah, right? For whatever reason, the fucking wrestling. retards out there love him. He right. looks he just like the skinny, fat wrestling. fucking marks, the neck beard marks with the fucking face tattoos and the fucking, yeah. fucking mental depression. He fucking yeah. appeals to all of them, right? They, they're like, oh, he's a pussy just like us. We love him. He's a pussy who made it. That's like that's the appeal to fucking fragile Phil with it. But he sells merch to these fucking clowns. Great, but you don't think WWE if the, if he just comes in and, and knocks LA Knight down and Cody down and whoever else is fucking and he's way ahead of them and goes back to that Cena spot where he was, which created all the controversy when I came in and fucking caught into that spot with them. It's like those guys are gonna they're gonna see WWE is gonna fucking knock him down a peg or two and Cody's gonna get further and further away from his goal. Uh, goal and telling you, it's. It's going to be a very interesting thing seeing him back in the mix. One more thing, and I, I really I, I apologize to anyone that wants to come on. I apologize to you. Oh, Mike, it's all right. I'm having, I enjoy having you on. So, um, I was going to ask you. So, when you ate the pin, when Brad Maddox, I want to say he did the fast count of the hell in a cell. Yeah. So now I know that's about. That's also about the foot issue on the side. They got you to sign the thing, and then they said "fuck you," the green light to fuck you. Yeah. But I want to know. It, so you're going over that. I think Cena was injured at the time, and they were going to do Punk and him again. And I think they put you in that spot because Cena had some injury. I forget what it was. That, I, I made a video on that on TikTok. So Cena went out. It was supposed to be Cena Punk at Hell in a Cell, <clears throat> I believe, for that. That was the upcoming thing for whatever, because it was Cena Rock was the, the rematch, right, for WrestleMania. Yes. That, and then and they had already plans for Punk Rock with all of this. 
and I don't know if it was Cena or whoever, somebody, and, and I have my, 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 my thoughts on that, is Cena had a, an injury that he was wearing this pink little Kinesia, the Kinesio tape or whatever you call it. Yeah. Yep. And mysteriously was better the moment the fucking match was over. Like he was back shortly thereafter with all of that. But I got suggested to get yeah. taken out of my spot of being built up to put into that main event spot as a supporting oh, role, God. which Cena was supposed to be the supporting role to Punk to keep Punk the momentum to go to Rock, which eventually that was going to come back to Cena Rock with that. So I got plugged into a supporting role, even though I was red hot. And that's where it was just, it was that, the, the, there were other things going on, obviously. But right. that was where, and they tried to protect me on that. And they, I think they did everything to protect me, but it was still, it was just not, it was, it was a no-win situation. That is, that, that's, that's the business within the business. But that, yeah, that's People, that is what, but like, if I don't do it, I'm not professional. I have no leverage. Right. I, this, I signed away everything. And so that's where people, that's where I was, like I say, I was always professional. I did what was asked of me. And, you know, I look at it as I went out there and helped make Punk. They Essentially, the business of that was is Punk can look like he could beat a guy like me, who Rock is also a huge guy, with that by whether cheating or whatever. And it gives him a little more credibility going into Rock with it. And I'm a supporting actor in that role. So I remember you guys, the best match you guys had, that, that TLC, I don't know how fondly you look at it. But that was entertaining as hell. Like you, that was a lot of fun. And of course, you know, the shield come out at the end. You know, that was majority, Mike, no joke. That the majority of that match was on the fly. What? No, I, 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 I had a, that was punk had that promo with, we only had a couple things in the shield stuff planned. Punk had a huge promo with the rock at the end of the night in creative. And he was stressed the fuck out. It was pages long and he came up to me. And I, I knew he was stressing me and him. He just he just said, I've got to try to get this memorized. And I just said, I'll see you out there. And we just, I thought of some things in my head. And we'd worked enough. Me and him had done a ton of live events together. Majority of that match was on the fly. People don't. And I and I actually, true story, I text Punk. Because I had no, we had no issues at that point. Me and him had never had anything happen. At least in my, I had no idea. He was never going to say anything to my face at that. And I text him that night from my hotel in Tampa. It was one of the most satisfying matches because it was live on TV. And we we got a great reaction, and the feedback was great, and the majority of it was not planned for. And for that kind of match, that's not easy. And uh, and I just no, text him, I go, "That's the most fun I've probably had since I've been here." And no. uh, and he just texted back, he was like, "Fuck yeah, something positive," and that was that was it. So no, and that's and that see that's the kind of thing right there. The one thing, and I'm not saying this because anybody's asked, I'm not that guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm very honest, much to my detriment, frankly, but. You were again, even going back to that Kalisto match. You are more athletic. I mean, you are you are a very athletic guy Thank you. that builds your matches around your character, your strength. But you can do a lot of fucking stuff, and yeah. that I see. I would never have known that, especially when you're working with chairs, ladders, tables. There's a yeah. lot more risk involved, and the fact that you you guys went out there on the that's see that I love hearing that stuff. And but I people don't that. want to, and, I, and people want to try to. A lot of people because WWE they they have turned that younger audience that grew up with me, that I was their favorite right. or one of their favorites and right. made them doubt me with all this bullshit where now yeah, they're in the their twenties and 18 and everyone's now, Oh, Ryback's unsafe. Yeah. Ryback's the worst. They don't know the real facts of me, what I was doing. Yeah. Cena coming up to me, asking me what I want to do when we are working. Cena doesn't do that with that many people. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. And I, and I put in my time and like, I was with the company since I was 22. So I will never, ever, ever sway from my confidence and knowing what I can do. And, you know, so, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let them win. And everyone's gonna see eventually. I have no fears. And it's the time will come when everything works out and the timing's right on all of it. But 
uh, the, the whatever some people want to believe is their their truth is not the truth. So, no, no. Well, look, I, I will finally for everyone else to say <laughs> let you go. But hey, thank you very much for the time as always. The information I I would I did not see. I read a lot and I love this. I love this to this day. I'm always going to love this industry and to just hear that story about a TLC match in one of the most dangerous, probably the most dangerous match you could do, especially yeah. on the fly. That's amazing. Now that's, that is so cool to hear that. Like, I love stuff like that. And that is, again, there's a lot of people and you're right. Unfortunately, the propaganda machine that they are, I mean, somebody that I like just reported probably to get access in the future. They reported a few weeks ago that when Tony went head to head on, um, I want to say Tuesday with NXT and NXT really loaded up. Um, they published this bullshit report that Tony invaded WWE's night when WWE waited for AEW to announce their day and time and took an on-demand product on their network and rechristened it on USA to get two hours live head-to-head. -head. I mean, it's just, that is everything you're outlining, and I wish more people would know that. Look, I enjoy some of WWE's product. Yeah, of course. I don't enjoy their business practices. I don't yep. enjoy, as big as they are, they want to wipe out the rest of the UK. They want to go into, I don't know if you follow this, they want to turn Noah in Japan into NXT Japan. Yeah. So they could hurt New Japan's market. Or this is probably going to come up in the future. They're going to put a gun to New Japan's head. You either be our partner or you're our enemy. Yep. Because that's that's where all this, you know, they wanted Will Ospreay badly. For what, I mean, and look, I don't know how much of a fit he'd be there. Maybe he would have been AJ Styles. Maybe he wouldn't have been. But the guy got to stay home in England, yeah. not relocate his family, which is very important to him. But anyway, I will let you go. I'm happy for Will, by the way. I think he's beyond yeah. talented. And I would have loved to see, you know, I think he made the right choice from a happiness standpoint with that. And and I think it, and I, it's good to see guys not feel the need that they have to go to WWE because that's that's what WWE plays on. They they play on the, the love that we all grew up watching that and that you want to live this childhood dream and you – it's like you don't really truly know until you go there that that childhood dream is really a nightmare with it. And I'm happy for him that he he had the balls to fucking stick to his guns and do what was right for him and his family. So yeah. congratulations yeah, no, to Will. Well, look, congratulations to you on the on the Twitter mess finally mercifully being solved. I hope YouTube is cleared up soon. And have a good rest of your day. Have a good rest of your week. And thank you for giving the time to people like me to, to tell those stories. That's Again, I encourage everyone listening here. He's always honest. He's always fair. And he's always told the truth. So have a good rest of your day. You too, Mike. Thank you as always, my man. Yep, take care. Take Bye. care. We're going to do a few uh, super chats here, guys, as they were coming in on YouTube. We actually have 574 people in my YouTube that for the last – four years since the YouTube suppression has been stuck around that 80 to 130 mark with that. And YouTube, we are putting pressure on, on X here now uh, in which YouTube actually got back on there. And I told them they tried to pass me off again to their bullshit creator team. That doesn't do shit. That lies to me. And I go, no, I'm asking you to fix my fucking account with this. And now I'm getting seen. And now you're going to get a lot more fucking exposure on what's going on in your corrupt fucking business practices. And I ain't holding back. Seven and a half years fucking illegally and wrongfully fucking suppressed across the board that would destroy fucking pretty much anyone. And I fucking won. And I'm going to remind each and every one of you. And I'm not going to stop fighting until my YouTube is fixed and everything is made right. And I fully expect fucking X and Twitter to get back to me. And I hope to God I can have a conversation with Elon. I want them to see because you guys are all seeing. Imagine getting fucking one or 2,000 impressions on the majority of your stuff for seven and a half fucking years. And having a business and having to find other ways to fucking survive. Because they were fucking, fucking halting and trying to fucking uh, hold back your account on every way and not show you to your followers and your fans. 
Put yourself in my shoes and why I'm so goddamn fucking angry. Just fucking for one second. Try to imagine fucking fighting and needing a five disc fusion and shoulder replacement. Your dog with fucking disc disease and doing every fucking thing right. Stopping fucking taking appearances, losing hundreds of thousands of dollars per year and having to make the fucking supplement line work very early on and learning how to use social media very early on despite not being seen and still winning and ask yourself just exactly how fucking angry would you be? Now let's get to these fucking super chats. Fuck, there's a lot of them. Uh, Darian Raza says, Ryback, will you ever consider a return back to WWE? No. Uh, Curtis Citruck says, if Tony Khan wants to truly one-up WWE, facilitate a union, I think that could be a very, very good thing. It would definitely, uh, I definitely think he is the person that is capable of, of getting something in place for pro wrestlers. Brett Clement says, Ryback, the kind of guy to pull his pants to his ankles at the urinal. Uh, but buddy, you're the kind of guy to do it and get fucked in the ass in front of everybody. Brett also says, Ryback, when you wash your face, how far do you go back? That's a fucking great one also, Brett. Let's see. Fight World Live says, please wish my buddy Nick Girl a happy birthday. Nick, I hope you have a very, very happy birthday, my man, and have a great day. Stay positive. Stay hashtag hungry. Rex Gardner says, Ryback, you're at a party. You see Zelina Vega, Victoria, Natalia, and Lita. Which one would you like to give the Ryback experience while Punk watches? Uh, come on, Rex. Stay classy. We're not, we, we stay away from all the divas. They're all great women, and we don't degrade them like that on here. Fight World Live says Ryback has a mangina. Appreciate you paying me money. Brett Clement back paying me more money over here. What a fucking mark. Oliver John was a better jobber than you. Brother, you can't even fucking go for your goals and dreams. You're probably living at home, a fucking virgin with a little tiny dick, jerking off to fucking porn all day eating fucking cheese puffs and Pop-Tarts and fucking hanging out listening to the Ryback show. What a fucking loser. Pa Pachero says, what is the full story of why CM Punk hates you? I don't go fucking ask Fragile Phil. I don't fucking know. Everybody fucking loves the big guy. Brett Clement says, Ryback sits in his car eating for a living now? Absolutely. And I make more money eating chips than you do fucking doing anything in your life and probably ever will do. Please do not reproduce, you fucking piece of shit. Big J says, is the whole Rollins drama a work? Oh, my God. <laughs> Fight World Live says, everyone, please say Ryback has a mangina for my page. Everyone, please say that for this fucking loser. Fight World Live has never been in a fucking fight his entire life. He just talks about people that get in fights or fake fights. Rex Gardner. CM Punk was handed a show, creative control, handed what many wrestlers would dream of and still had tantrums like a little girl. He's toxic. 1,000% true. Uh, let's see. Brett, we're just going to keep taking your money now, Brett. I'm not even going to block you. I'm just going to let you keep fucking. We got 651 people on my YouTube, guys. Look at all the super chats. Now you understand why I was being suppressed with WWE to try to limit my ad revenue on everything I've done. You're going to see me win at a fucking stage no wrestlers ever won before. Mark my words. Jay in Joe's world says, why do you hate punk so much? You seem like a very humble guy. You should be happy for him. Jay, I want go fucking hang out with Jim Cornette and go fucking peg your ass or something. You fucking loser.
Jesus Christ. Dan Dahl says 199 super sticker. Thank you. Uh, Luke says, why did you scam us with your retirement? Because you're dumb as shit. And you can't fucking read between the lines and not, you don't understand fucking business marketing. Fucking scam you. I'm not fucking wrestling right now, you fucking loser. What am I scamming you from? God, how fucking pathetic are you people? You fucking wrestling marks are the lowest on the totem pole in the world. You fucking NASCAR is leaps ahead of you guys. NASCAR and MMA fans are fucking levels above fucking pro wrestling fans. And that's fucking saying something. Justice kind of guy to crap himself and blame WWE for it. Unlike CM Punk who just shit his pants in the ring. I'm a fucking man and don't shit my pants like a fucking loser. All right. There we go. That was that. Thank you for all the super chats, guys. Greatly appreciated. Greatly, greatly appreciated. Super chats of the day. I'm digging the Ryback shows more fun than ever now. I'm taking a look here, guys. Let's go on. Let's take, let's try wrestle uh, verse one more time. See if, if wrestle verse what he has to say. Did we figure out how to use the uh, speaker? Wrestle verse, have you figured it out yet? Yeah, I did. Sweet. What's up? Um, I just want a bit of advice, if that's okay. Okay. I've started training in the business. Um, I've learned the international, you know, the um, some took some bumps. I'm about a month into it now. Really struggling with the backdrop. To take, you know, even took your head. You you struggle with the backdrop? Yeah, like taking the backdrop, you know, when like you you have to tuck your head and then land as though you're not going to get knocked out. Really struggling with it, like to take the backdrop. What do you, what? How early do you tuck your head? I'm just trying to, we used to have to do that drill where we'd have to take them over and over and we'd have to just literally a guy would, would be in the middle of the ring and give them, we had to learn how to give them and take them. I think I learned those at deep South wrestling and like, and you got it literally, essentially you just learned the placement of where to post your hands and it's just, you just got to go, you just fucking do it. Yeah. Cause I feel like I'm going to be sideways when I take it. Cause obviously it's like a different way to do like the European one to the, Amer to the American one, isn't it? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know the European version. I mean, it just comes down to there's certain things where fear plays a part a little more on certain bumps. And my guess is, is for whatever reason, that bump, you have a little bit of fear. You, It's just essentially like learning a backflip for the first time where you go sideways and you're afraid to just fully commit. You've just got it. You literally need to do it over and over and over again until you just get that feeling of doing it right. And he, but you got to remember, you're going to fucking, you, you got to go 100%. You just, because you're going to hurt yourself if you don't with it. Like, you've just got it. Like, it's just, you just go and you just, you, you go, you do it. I, I I don't really know how to tell you. It, it fears you what you're holding you back on it. Yeah, so I can't, I can't like knock that part of it out for you. You know, it, it, I could tell you, we could sit there and say, you got to do this and jump and, 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 you know, boom. And then you tuck and you rotate over, but you've got to just fully commit and do it. And then it just, it happens. And you need yeah. a guy also, it also when it hurt to probably be with somebody a little stronger who can also, uh, maybe guide you over with a little force correctly and help you, you know, and get a crash pad too. Do you do it on a crash pad? Yeah, I do it in the ring on the crash pads, and then like the rings, like the end when you're used to, what you're yeah. used to doing it. You just need someone to fucking throw you over a few times and, and you'll get it. That yeah, would be you, you just need to get over the fear of it. And like, dude, watch tapes, watch you know, you know, AJ Styles takes a fucking for lack of a better word, phenomenal backdrop with it 
uh, I would watch him. Seth Rollins always took really fucking good backdrops with me. Go watch some yeah, some tapes of the guys that. and see. This is how you learn. They watch it over and over. Their placement, what they do, and that's in the moment. So things aren't always going to be perfect, but they commit, and that's what you just need to commit. Yeah, but that's what that's what I'm trying to get used to. Because some of, even AJ Styles and Seth, like you say, like they take a backdrop, and they'll maybe go sideways but still take the backdrop. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, things aren't always going to go perfect out there. The thing is, you got to just know how to tuck and rotate over. And then you land, and sometimes you land a little off, sometimes you land perfect. And like, but that move, the guy giving it, like, I never really am like, really, I try to shoot the guy up more than anything and shoot him up and then let him just rotate over with it on that. And so you just need someone to kind of just get you and give you a little bit of a pop and pop your hips up and, and for you and let you just, when you're up there, you're going to rotate over if you, once you're in the air like that, you just know to do a front flip essentially in the midair as you go and you tuck and roll and you just fucking boom. And then you, you, you space out and flatten out at the end. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of guys as well when I'm doing it right now that the, the trainer's telling them to slow down because they're, they're all into this like spot style. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, um, it's they're fucking trend. retards. They're all fucking retards. Don't you just, you just got to fucking pop your hips and just do it and stick to the basics. A lot of the yeah, guys are trying to fucking do all these things and they don't know how to do the basics with it. So. Yeah, like on day, day three or whatever they want to do, like moonsaults and power bombs and stuff like that. And you're like, what are you doing? Yeah, a lot of guys used to want to learn that stuff, and they made us learn the basics when I was in developmental. And a lot of the guys now aren't going through the system, just want to learn all the cool things. And, and they don't learn the actual basics that play a big part in the cool things. So just protect yourself at all times. Don't ever fucking do anything you're not comfortable with. And, and just but, – but repetition is your best friend. Use a crash pad as much as possible so you don't put the abuse on your body. And be smart. Yeah, what was the what would be like the recommended usage for a backdrop to try and get used to it? Like how many times? Just keep on going, brother. There's not. Yeah, you just got to get. You got to get until your fear is gone. You yeah, know what I'm talking good. about. You have a fear of it. That's what. It's just like when I was learning backdrops. There's a fear. Like if somebody told me to get to the top rope and do a backflip, you know, or say like, "Hey, you're gonna do a backflip and land on the concrete." There'd be a fear there because we know we're gonna fucking hurt ourselves. You have a fear there with this, even though you're not going to hurt yourself. There's a fear for this particular move for whatever reason. So you just got to keep doing it until that fear is gone, and then it's never going to be an issue again. Yeah, well, gonna, it's hopefully going well. I've got, a, I've got a good trainer. He trains actually in NXT now. Um, you know yeah, what I want you to do, that. though? Here's what I want you to do. This is a really powerful thing. I want you to spend two to three minutes a day, whether you're in the shower, or taking a shit, I don't care, before bed, two to three minutes a day and tell yourself, I'm going to learn how to do a backdrop properly. I'm going to take backdrops perfectly. I'm going to take backdrops perfectly. Just over and over and over. I'm telling you, it's a very powerful tool doing something like that for two or three minutes, even a minute. If you could hold on to that thought and just try to envision it and say to yourself over and over, I promise you something that's mysteriously just going to happen if you put in the work. Yeah, yeah I suppose. Thanks, thanks dude. I, I, it's not I suppose. It will fucking happen. If You, you got to have that in your head, though, all right? No, yeah, I fully agree. Maybe just because I'm from the UK and the language. I know, it's. I know. Just be positive with it. Tell yourself that when you get off this, I want you to sit down for two minutes, man, and just tell yourself that and put that in your head and then go train every day and tell yourself that every day until you fucking get it, okay? Yeah, yeah, well, stick to it. Cheers, man. All right, brother. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, cheers, dude. All right, take care. WrestleVerse, thank you very much. You see, I think I missed. Did we get more super chats in here? 
Uh, Mr. Mike, thank you, says, how can you not love the big guy? Stay hungry. Uh, Gamer99 says, Bully Ray would eat you alive. Jesus Christ. What's fucking, give me Alex fucking things that are not fucking true under 500. Thank you. Uh, Melissa said, your wee-wee is small. Here's $2 bump. (laughs) Who the fuck is Melissa? You fucking loser. You can go to sweet little hot Ecuadorian Jojo would say otherwise. Hashtag hungry. Fucking God. Thank you for your money, though. Appreciate. Guys, anybody else want to read and send me money to say mean things to me? Fuck. Go ahead. Be my guest. Fucking too sweet. The tornado, TKY. Yo, welcome to the Ryback Show. Hey, Ryback, how you doing? I'm good. What's going on today, brother? Oh, not much. Um, I saw you had talked about CM Punk and all that stuff, and I totally agree with you. It's just going to be a matter of time before he fucking does something stupid. There's typical ways, because after watching the press conference, Triple H made some points was like, well, we're going to wait to see what's going on or whatever he said, something like that about not knowing what's going to happen with Hulk because people change. It's been nine years or whatever. I can tell you one thing. Pussy Paul, a.k.a. Tin Man, has not changed one bit. He's still as corrupt and as a coward as ever. I can't wait for him and Punk to get into an altercation. It is going to happen at some point, and it is going to be the pussiest fight of all time. Now, my memory serves me correct. When Punk, the Royal Rumble, that was the year Batista won, and he got mad, and then he, the next night on Raw, before Raw, he walked off, and then eventually, months later, he got released, fired, or whatever. Okay. Because about, supposedly, his injuries and shit. And then he went on to UFC, and then went, to AEW, and then he had talk all this shit. I think he tried to act too. I don't think that worked out too well either. Just so we get everything fucking in there. Yeah, but like I don't know. I I, I called this like months ago when the whole thing with AEW happened, and someone mentioned how Collision Tony Khan gave Collision to try to separate stuff. He's just gonna. I mean, you said it yourself, and there's some people saying it, and then of course people that defend Pepsi Phil or whatever. Um. He's just gonna history's gonna repeat itself. I give it three to six months. Something's gonna happen. He's gonna want to get his way and start booing like he always does. Yep, that's what he did years back. I just don't like punk because like I had a little interaction with him years ago during his first WWE run, and ever since then he's big douchebag. He's notoriously a piece of shit to fans though. Like good fans that just like want like not not the bad ones, but like. The, the good ones. They've heard more than enough stories and seen. I've just seen. So the truth always yeah. wins. And we'll let him. I, I, hey, whatever happens, we'll see what happens. I know. I just, I just think it's funny how, like, they, I don't know what your opinion about this. They announced Randy Orton last Monday as the partner. And then they waited until the end. He came out at the very end, sitting in the cage. When they were doing the war games and stuff, I, I felt like it kind of overshadowed Randy Orton's return. If they wanted to bring Punk back, they they had to do it in Chicago. I think they could have saved it to Monday or something like that, like tonight. Because I just felt like it kind of overshadowed Randy Orton. Someone has been there with the company, and all of a sudden Punk's back, and he 
freaking Dean come back to WWE when he went back to wrestling with AEW and what did that do last two years? Yeah. Just some major bullshit happened. No, I think, well, it, it, it don't think what just it, what Randy, I first of all, very happy for Randy to be back. Randy's a great guy. We follow each other on social media. He's always been very positive with me. To overcome getting a back fusion and coming back is a tremendous comeback story that deserves yeah. a lot of attention and praise. And he looked absolutely in incredible shape and he's back. And I think that, you know, deserves to be the attention and talked about uh, amongst the, the wrestling community and everyone. And I do think it is being talked about. Uh, but I don't think it's being the number one thing talked about. Obviously, the whenever there's drama and controversy with Punk and everything that's happened between him and WWE, and then you come back in that fashion with that, that's going to be the talking point. And so I think from that standpoint, it's kind of over. It's overwhelmed the the wrestling news media uh, with all of that. But hopefully, Randy will get the attention uh, that he deserves with everything and coming back. And you know, but that that you know, that's a WWE call on that and. That for whatever reason they chose to do everything in Chicago. They know they know the reaction in Chicago for him was going to be louder than anywhere else because that fucking place loves him more than anything, right? Yeah, I know. Um, and I think I heard you already talk about. Uh, I think in your comments on your YouTube or whatever, I saw two separate videos. I saw the one when Survivor Series went off the air, the whole Seth Rollins thing. I kind of watched that video multiple times. And I mean, obviously, some people saying it's work or whatever. Then I saw a video, I guess it was last night, they were in some city for a live event, and Seth Rollins spoke of like the whole CM Punk situation. I mean, do you like really think they're like doing this as a work, I guess? Or like, is there some kind of where Seth's going to do business or whatever? Or could it lead down to the road of controversial stuff? You know, wrestling is physical acting, right? Do what? You know wrestling physical acting, right? Yeah. Why do you say that kind of disappointed? I don't know. I mean, just because of the history of, like, the backstage altercations two years in a row when he was in AEW and CM Punk. Do you think Michael Cole could legitimately hold Seth Rollins back if he wanted to? Uh, more likely not. Yeah. <laughs> So I, mean, I think it's pretty safe. Yeah, I think we we I think we both know what this is, right? Yeah. Do you think they're going to go ahead and give his due or whatever for CM Punk to possibly win the Rumble and then turn around? If I don't know. That's going to be very interesting because they have a lot of people there that have put in the time and got themselves and made them a lot of money. So I think yeah. it's going to there's going to be a lot of controversy with how things go depending on how he's used. Yeah, and I'll let you go so you can get someone else on here. But uh, I still feel that, like, something's going to happen in a matter of months where, like you said, something's going to blow up and his ego is going to get to him just like he did years ago. And he tried UFC, didn't work out. He got his ass whooped or whatever. Hell, I would go in the, in the ring with CM Punk and try to fight him. <laughs> My guess That's is, though, it's gonna, it has to be somebody small because, like, he targets the smaller people that he like Jungle Boy – who do you think in WWE yeah. would be his target that he's going to blow a gasket at? Because it's not going to be one of the top bigger guys. I mean, who's one of the Who's the smallest guy on the WWE roster right now? I don't know. Maybe like almost like a cruiserweight. That's what about that JD McDonough? Maybe is he a little smaller? Yeah, kind. Of. Yeah, maybe JD yeah. McDonough. Punk's going to probably have a backstage altercation with him at some point, but JD won't have, won't have done anything. 
Punk's going to be mad at Kevin Owens or Seth or McIntyre. Something's going to happen, and then Punk's going to try to bully JD McDonough, and then something's going to then Michael Cole's going to fucking knock out Punk or something. Watch, it's fucking only a matter of time. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, right. but we'll leave it at that. Anyway, yeah, thanks for your time. All right, brother. Thank you for calling in. Man. All right, brother. Thank you. Right, Take care. You too. The tornado. Thank you for calling to the Ryback show. Thank you guys for all the love in here as well throughout the day. We've had record num- numbers on the show, which is crazy. Mr. Irrelevant over here, Brock Purdy with the 49ers, Ryback, Mr. Irrelevant. Fucking just out of the blue, everything getting fucking massive attention. Again, outside of my TikTok and Instagram that had been getting attention for the last uh, bit of time with everything. But absolutely unbelievable, right? Oh, Ryback, fucking lieback, cryback, fucking. Ladies and gentlemen, when you believe in something and you know the truth, you never fucking stop fighting despite the miserable loser pieces of shit on this planet who try to fucking say otherwise. And for you pieces of shit in my chat trying to fucking hurt me or say fucking stupid shit, you're helping me get seen by more people. You're going to help me make more money on YouTube and you're going to help push this show out to fucking more people. And the Rybackers are going to continue to fucking rule and win with that. Come to my TikTok battles, guys, at the big guy Ryback22. We are absolutely killing it. I make more money on my TikTok battles per week than the majority of WWE superstars on their weekly fucking downside pay with that. Watch the fucking hustle in real time. Play the fucking game of life on fucking TikTok. TikTok battles, the big guy Ryback22. Come fucking join me on there, guys, with that. Feed Me More Nutrition, we've got our 30% Black Friday sale. Discount code BLACKFRIDAY30, feedmemore.com to the last day of November. Come fucking check that out as well. We're still going strong here on the Ryback Show, guys. We're fucking having a hell of an episode today. We're going to keep things moving. Uh, Mr. Krogan, thank you for the super chat. Uh, Yo, big guy, did you see that uh, Sonny got 17 years just now? I did not see that, but... uh, if that is the what is making the rounds, I know Bill Demott made a post that her hearing was today. So all he could hope is uh, it's unfortunate situation with that. I'm not going to be somebody that you know. People make mistakes. She's made a lot of them, obviously, right? And and that it's just an unfortunate situation of if you've seen the the story of her on um with 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 what you know where her life was before the wrestling business and her dreams and aspirations and. You can see what the wrestling business can do to, and that's why people die younger than any other profession is it can eat you alive with that. And uh, I feel for her and her family. And I hope that uh, the, the, her time in there, and, and obviously it's going to be the, the last probably chapter of her life. If she makes it through and she, she's up there a little bit and that, that she can find peace. And um, it's just, it sucks. Horrible situation, horrible situation. But the, I think that's it, it's people with those kinds of situations. It, it, it's something I worry about all the time being in Vegas and seeing a lot of people driving under the influence. It's a very scary thing with everything. And uh, the streets are a little safer with her not in them, though. That is for sure. Super chat here on Ryback TV. Thank you for the super chats today, guys. Killing it on the super chats. Your man on CM Punk returned by the ways. You're a huge fan. Thank you, I think. Thank you. I don't fully understand that, but thank you. 
Let me see what we got on the super chat here. Mr. McMoney uh, says favorite amateur wrestling memory, high school, etc. I don't know. Ad Hitya says uh, CM Punk is toxic for pro wrestling. You are a better wrestler than CM Punk. Miss you in pro wrestling. Ryback, I'm a big fan from India. Thank you, brother, very much. Much love, and I appreciate the support. Uh, Curtis says, Ryback, I've heard Triple H is insecure uh, as fuck. Your thoughts? That is very true from my personal experience. Jay in Joe's world says, opinion on Sting's retirement. Uh, absolutely unbelievable, amazing career. Great guy. Always been very, very kind to me, and I want nothing but the best for him and hope it goes as well as could be. Uh, Curtis says, Ryback, when did you stop being vegan and why? Uh, I officially earlier this year when I went out with Dolph Ziggler and Justin Robertson had uh, Wagyu steak at pra, pra, strip steak at Mandalay Bay. I was already eating eggs, having chicken wings once here and there, but I felt so good. And my energy levels bounced incredibly, shot up even more on the steak. And then I just started adding it back in and I saw my body improved even further. And, and I just went back. I still have a lot of plant-based stuff in my diet, but I do think I just, I feel much better having it back in. I still have a plant-based meal from time to time too, and, and have a lot of the vegetables and fruits in my diet, very balanced diet. So it has done very good for me. Um, Gorge, uh, Gar wait, hold on a second. Thank you, Gargut's Entertainment. Thank you for your money. Ryback uh, fight on Misfits. Thank you. Um, I am a big fan of you from India since 2012. Ryback, you should ignore the haters. Thank you very much, brother. Uh, Adhitya Ho, ha, thank you. Ryan Buck says, don't understand. I got to pull these up, some of these. I don't understand any hate towards you. I met you years ago in Connecticut at a show and got your autograph. Huge fan of yours. Thank you so much, Ryan. With massive success comes massive hate. And you guys are going to see the love and the hate now that I'm being seen like I should have been. And just ask yourselves, where would exactly would I be right now if I wasn't being illegally suppressed for the last seven and a half years? But everything is going to come back. I told you guys from the beginning, it was like a slingshot getting pulled back. Remember that, guys? The slingshot's being fucking, the slingshot's being let go now. And now it's our fucking turn to fire. Uh, who's bigger, muscular between you, Cena, and Lesnar? All different builds. Um I think all look fantastic in our own ways. We just all have different builds with that. Brock's probably a tad taller. I'm like maybe a smidge taller than Cena with that. I'm 290. Cena's like 250, 245, 250, maybe 255. Brock, I think, bounces between 275 to 290, depending on the time of the year. Um, so I think we're all, I'm 290. It was 295 last night going to bed. I just think it's just dependent on, you know, Everyone probably has their own preference of which body type they like best. Uh, Kane Cook with Shanae. Kane, come cook with Shanae. Your reaction on CM Punk return? Will you ever return? Uh, we'll see what happens with him. We just talked about it the whole show, though. Uh, Lester, thank you for the super sticker as well. Thank you guys for all the love on the super chats on here, guys. We're going to finish up the show guys with one call here. One more call and we're going to we're going to be calling it a day. We'll be back every week guys every Monday on the Ryback show moving forward though here. 
on all podcast platforms, Ryback TV on YouTube and X Spaces. Hello. Hello, Mr. Ryback. This is Mike with the Dirty Dishes. How are you living? I'm doing well. How are you? Well, first off, it's been it's been a while. I want to say I haven't saw any of postings from you on Twitter regarding your show, anything. You know, I was tuning in for a while, so I, you know, again, I can't believe that this is a real thing out here that people can't see your stuff. Yeah, no, it's been we had we had a couple of weeks off with the show technical difficulties, but the shows had been going on, and it, this is with X. I actually three weeks ago went to do the show and stopped. We had like two people in here. It was not being distributed out, and uh, I just had enough, and I go, I just went on TikTok and did a live on TikTok with that. But uh, now, hopefully, with everything being fixed, apparently on my Twitter that we're going to be seen, we're going to we, we should see a massive improvement in the numbers on here. Well, I hope so because you know. This shit's getting real old, and, I, you know, I'm sorry that you keep fighting this fight, man, because one thing before I even ask my question that I appreciate about your character is you're the voice of the voiceless. You speak up. You refuse to be silenced, and that resonates with my personal life. Just to give you some context, I was recently terminated from my position due to retaliation for speaking up. Now, I can't prove that from an HR capacity. You know, it's a lot of he said, she said. Yeah. However, it reminds me of the, the greater principle here people do not speak up i will always speak up for those around me because yep. you know damn well there's people that aren't going to speak up so again you know just i appreciate that we're starting to see a little more clarity regarding what's going on with you and and, and the suppression because it's disappointing uh you know again it's, it's not right so you thank know, you very much and i just no, want people to understand it isn't right and like I'm very angry and have been angry the entire time in, in speaking out. And the reason I spoke out over and over and over is I people need to be able to go back and see that I've been raising these points up for years on this and fighting and trying to be seen and heard having a business and a family and having to support myself. And, you know, in all the legal, I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to win my name back from WWE that should have just been transferred over to me that when I had the ownership of it and they made me do that, like, this is people don't understand how evil this all is. And it was meant it, what was meant to happen. They tried to wipe me out financially where I'd have to give up my trademark and go crawling back to them. Instead, I figured out other ways to make money with my other investments and I fucking beat them with it. And so now we're going to see the real truth fucking fucking shine. Well, I like that. I like that you own the trademark. I like that. We're still here chanting, feed me more. That's important. So, you know, I was thinking about this just from, you know, again, watching Survivor Series and whatnot. Where do you rank the Judgment Day in in stables in the last 10 or 15 years with, with Impact getting over? Um, just, just you know, a stable that makes sense. Where would you put them alongside the Nexus? Give me your rundown, I guess, on stables in the last 10 or 15 years who've made a, a rumbling. And so I'm very, oh, I'm positive on all this stuff with that. Like, I think it's been absolutely fantastic. And I think that the, that they have really come into their own here the last year or so, maybe a little past that last year and a half, that maybe right. initially when it first started, things take time. I don't think they had the impact of like the shield initially, you know, I think the shield got thrown into the main event scene. And I think they're the, what the gold standard of a, of a faction really Wyatt family was really good, but the shield three main eventers, essentially, right? Like they all three main eventers and had massive success in their own ways and success as a group. So I think that is, if you look at the, from a faction standpoint of their, how they were used and what they did individually, if they split up, the shield is, I think has a major argument for being one of the greatest factions of all time and in the success and from a, from a business and creative 
standpoint of a group with that. Now, the Judgment Day, I think it's done a fantastic job of creating momentum as they have gone along with it. And I think like the Dominic Mysterio and getting the heat that he's getting and everybody kind of coming into their own and Rhea and Damian Priest seeing what's going to happen him with that. I think if he can capitalize with that money in the bank and have a nice run, it's going to further further help out the group and, 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 and the credibility that they have. They're used on TV weekly. They're in multiple segments. I think if everything, as long as they just keep rolling, I think they've been a very successful group. And I, I don't know, it's too early to say where they rank. We need to see how everything kind of finishes up with it. Right. No, I definitely agree with you there. You know, I, I don't know what it was. You know, I was really hopeful that Edge was going to, you know, be the start of something. You know, I, I understand, you know, this man retired, you know, he's the Raider R superstar. You really can't boo the guy. But what they're doing now, like you said, everybody's coming onto their own. You know, I wasn't a big Damian Priest fan. I'm not going to lie to you, but he's made me a fan. Same thing with Dom Mysterio yep. and the, the heat that he attracts. So it's very refreshing to see something come together organically. Um, so thank you for that. You also mentioned the Wyatt family. And I'm curious, do you have any cool personal stories with Bray or even, you know, Luke Harper, RIP? All of them, brother. Man, I was with him. I came up with those guys with Bray and developmental at FCW with him and his brother, Bo uh, Dallas, with all of that. Man, it was it, it was heartbreaking. I did a whole show on him when it all happened. You know, I've got his uh, – people could probably see behind me, I've got his figure – on the wall on the bottom there by the TV for the people watching on YouTube back there next to my Feed Me More championship he uh, that I bought when it happened just so I could look at him every day when I come in my podcast studio. Um, great individual, great human being. Absolutely fucking sucks. Don't know, like, the whole situation. It's heartbreaking. I feel for his family, everybody involved with JoJo and the kids and his ex-wife, Samantha, who I knew down there in FCW. And it's just like, it doesn't seem like it, it's true. I don't really, I try not to like, you know, think negatively. I just try to think of the good times and that he had a, you know, lived his life and, and fucking had a huge impact in pro wrestling. And, you know, it, it didn't, wasn't the ending. I think any of us fucking thought was going to happen, but we never know when our time is going to come. And it, it's just an unfortunate situation, but brother loved by everybody, literally loved by everybody. Great guy, funny, fucking, he had relationships with everybody. We all, and we all laughed. I laughed with him, shared car rides together, man, traveling at different points. And like he's just he's a good guy, man. And it just sucks. So well, I, I appreciate you for sharing that. That you know, that means a lot to me, considering, you know, the impact he had and you know, your personal experience. And you know, my final thought to you today, right back, is something that I just still can't comprehend after being a part of many of your shows already. People will pay to talk shit or people <laughs> will just sit here. But I, I don't understand, you know, I, I guess it's the stereotypical mark if you will but man come on like I, I don't understand what talking shit or any type of negative comments towards you make somebody feel better about themselves and you know a lot of times it's just a general reflection on what they're feeling in their personal oh, yeah. life and i don't let it bother I me just, i think you know what though i do think a lot of people i think there's a big group that really loved me and i think deep down they still do and they're mad that i'm not wrestling and they're trying they bought into the fake articles and so right. they they like they they don't like that I'm taking a stand and that I'm winning and they just show up here and for whatever reason they just can't accept. I think deep down though they all love me and they're gonna love me the moment I'm back. So oh, of course. who yeah, hangs out and watches? Right. They're literally who pays somebody to like? It's unbelievable. It's. <laughs> I've never, I've never heard that, to be honest with you, 
and it's funny and it helps my views and they help the, the algorithm so that brother i ain't complaining i ain't complaining one bit absolutely <laughs> I, you know i want to apologize for you for these guys because you know that's some scumbag shit you know taking time out of your day to go ahead and, and talk about somebody else but again man i I appreciate everything you do for us, Ryback. You know, it's always a pleasure to, to talk to you. And, you know, I look forward to hopefully the millions upon millions of viewers. And let's get this thing up the ground. even. Brother, more. I think the Ryback show is about to reach new heights now that we're being seen again. So all I could ask you guys, please share this uh, and leave positive iTunes reviews on iTunes. If you listen to this show, it's going to be out shortly again today. And we're, let's get this fucking show back in the top now that we're going to be seen again. Well, I appreciate you right back. Listen, enjoy the rest of your day, big guy, and uh, we'll definitely talk again. You too, brother. Thank you very much. You have a good one. You too, right back. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Good deal. Yeah, guys, so if the iTunes reviews are huge. If we could start leaving new, fresh iTunes reviews, uh, I, I greatly appreciate it. Or wherever you listen to the show at, it will really, really help. We are, I have a feeling things are about to get fucking absolutely crazy once again now that I'm being seen across the board. And if we can get YouTube fixed, which I'm putting pressure on them, which I've already today, this is the record number we've ever kept. Usually the numbers wouldn't stay this high. We've had, we had 433. We had, I think, up to 700 people in the chat already today listening live at one time. If you're going to see, look at the numbers of today's show for the first time. It will be in my my Twitter coincidentally getting fixed through the premium. Like it is, now you understand why with silencing you on just one account how powerful that is when they take away your voice, like on Twitter, then YouTube ignores me. They don't fucking pay attention to me. Now I'm getting six figures on the fucking things calling out YouTube. You think they want that kind of attention? No. Now it's fucking, this is why I've been fucking fighting this with this. And it, just, guys, this has cost me more money than you'll ever imagine, but I'm going to get it all back and we're going to keep fighting the good fight. Keep fucking being a good human being, calling out the bullshit. And you're either with me or against me with that. I'm fucking moving on, though. I'm going to keep living my life. I'm fucking happier than ever. And that's that. We're going to finish off today's show, guys, with some super chats. And uh, we're going to wrap up. Would I ever wrestle on Grimm's toy show? I mean, never say never. I, I like Grimm a lot. And we talk to each other. And I'm not, I mean, I'm not wrestling right now. I'm not cleared for my shoulder for anybody. I, that's, I needed a shoulder replacement along with the five-disc fusion. And I've had 19 stem cell procedures with it. And I was told I was never going to wrestle again. I, that's not true. My back's 100%. My shoulder's almost there. I got a lot of work I got to go do on it right after this show before I go get on TikTok Live and battle tonight. So it, it's every week we're getting a little closer. I'm having fucking record lifts that I haven't had in years with my shoulder. Stability is getting better and better every week. So like it's going to happen with it, but I've just got to keep fucking fighting. Uh, Ryan Buck says, don't want to get you in trouble for talking about it, but why were you eliminated so early in the authority versus uh, team John Cena match? Brother, we've actually talked about that on the show quite a bit. It was it was done. It was just it was I was a, from a storyline standpoint. It was supposed to be me at the end with that and being because that was the whole storyline was built around what team I was going to go with. That was just another way to fuck with me and get me. And if you listen to that match, and I was happy because me and Dolph were friends, so not like I'm happy for Dolph got that spot, but it made no sense from a storyline standpoint of how it was built around me coming back and being babyface and teasing what team I was going to go to and being that, that, that deciding factor, right. That it factor on what team I went to was going to win. So it was, but you know, it was just, that was things were already a fucking on their way out there far past being good. Brother, you think I'm afraid of getting in trouble? I don't give a fuck about Vince WWE about fucking pussy Paul. I don't give a fuck about any of it. And I'm going to fucking repeatedly fucking tell my truth with all the bullshit that they fucking have costed me. 
fucking Hunter talking about he's not the same fucking p- person he was 10 years ago. You're still a fucking pussy, Paul. You're still a fucking tin man. You had no fucking heart and passion. One of the most roided up fucking wrestlers in the history of the business. And you still weren't that fucking good. Shut the fuck up. I ain't fucking, no, you're fucking, most insecure fucking guy too. Everyone fucking, I don't have to kiss anyone's ass. I make my own fucking money and I'm going to keep fucking telling the truth. Fucking cerebral assassin. How many fucking times did you put your head down when I'd fucking talk to you? Fool, don't fucking say that. You fucking pussy. I can't wait for him and fucking fragile Phil to get into it. Uh, Prince of Destruction says, hey man, I'm no longer close to a gym. Could I still build solid muscle with a weighted vest and high volume uh, calisthenics? Absolutely. That That is, there's always can get a good workout, brother. People worked out far before we have commercial gyms, right? Use your mind. Look up, look at home uh, workouts you can do at home, body weight workouts. And brother, fucking put that work in. Push yourself. Eat right and fucking get that, get that workout in it every day. <sighs> I've never had this many super chats on here. Thank you, guys. Jay and Joe's world. Me and my girlfriend have 2.4 million followers. She's pregnant and we're expecting a baby girl, but uh, she gets bullied a lot because she has cerebral palsy. I'm very sorry about that, brother. Brother, it doesn't matter what we do in our life. People are going to fucking hate the lost souls of this world, the miserable fucking marks, whatever you want to call them, in whatever area of life. No matter what we do, people are going to hate on us. And with that, be yourselves, fucking stand firm, stay strong. Don't get lost in the sauce with the fucking shit comments. Fucking, if you got to get it out, get it out. Acknowledge one here and there. Fucking let them know how you fucking feel. Block and move on. Focus on the good. Focus on living life. Never spend a considerable amount of time in the comments. And I promise you, you're going to fucking be happier than ever. Alexander says, which WWE superstar is easy to work with? Pretty much fucking everybody was, uh, for the most part, was was easy to work with. Nobody was really, that I can remember, too difficult. Uh, Sunil says, where is Shawnee and why did you not pick up on him? What the fuck are you talking? This is my goddamn fucking podcast, Sunil. I've done a show for seven and a half fucking years with it. And I put on who I want, when I want. And when I have, want Shawnee on, I'll put him on. I have fucking taken, I haven't taken calls in fucking forever because we have them on the whole show all the time. I need to fucking take calls and have you guys on, right? So I'll fucking control the show as my fucking show. And that's that, Sunil187. Alexander, come back and beat Gunther and become a two-time champ. All right, thank you for that. I appreciate all the love, you guys. (laughs) Jesus Christ. All right, guys. With that, we're going to wrap up today's show. Check out my Feed Me More Nutrition on feedmemore.com. Save 30%. Discount code Black Friday 30 Black Friday 30 on feedmemore.com. Get a free bottle of my GTS Go to Sleep high-powered sleep formula and a free Feed Me More Nutrition beanie right now, guys, until the end of November. Feedmemore.com. I will have that discount in the description of the comments after the show. The show will be going out to all podcast platforms shortly. Check that out. iTunes reviews greatly appreciated. Let's get this fucking show back in the top 10, guys, and then fucking go for that top spot again. And when we're being fucking seen on everything, I appreciate all the love and support. Come follow me, guys, on TikTok, the big guy Ryback22. I go battle every night on there, usually four to five, six o'clock for three, four hours. Join the battlefield, the game of life, guys. Very, very powerful game. Fucking very cool. I appreciate all the love and support on there. So come on over. If you want to hang out, bullshit, do some battles and have some fun. We'll be back next Monday, guys, each and every week on here on the Ryback Show, Rybacker. So until next time, Rybackers, stay hungry. And that's the last bite. Feed me.
more. Hey, Rybackers, don't forget to hit that like button, smash that subscribe, and shell shock those notifications. For the best supplements on the planet with Feed Me More Nutrition and all the latest cool new Ryback merch, visit FeedMeMore.com.